What is up, IDP Army? What is up, fantasy football fanatics? Jermaine Jordan Reigns at 50 Shades of Drunk. If you're watching on YouTube, this is the IDP Army channel. If you're listening on the podcast, this is the fantasy football, or sorry, this is the best ball fantasy sports show. That's what we're going to be calling this one, or the underdogs, whatever you want to call us. We're playing on underdog fantasy mostly. Use the link in the description. You can get a $100 first-time deposit bonus. Um and we're going to jump right into it. Uh, you know, week nine, we're going to talk about how, how I'm viewing the slate, um, do a quick draft or two on underdog, talk about some things that are happening around the fantasy community, and then we'll get you out of here. As always, we want to thank the Patreons of the IDP Army Patreon. They are the reason we've been able to expand to the underdogs, uh, this podcast, the, the Best Ball Fantasy Sports Show. Um, thank you all. You know, if you're not a member of the Patreon, that's fine. You can support us by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing to the channel, leaving a five-star rating and review, all the good stuff. You guys know that. So i am be completely honest with y'all because that's just how I roll uh, today. Woo! I'm feeling the fatigue of the season. All right, got my Pikachu cup. Drinking me some coffee, getting a little shot of that lightning. Uh, went through, put together some of my rankings for this week as far as for underdog. Before we get into that, you know, again, I'm taking the opportunity here to just kind of get back to our roots because, you know, this is a podcast as well as a, uh, you know, show on YouTube. Uh, I just want to talk about some fantasy football stuff in general. Fantasy receipts account, again, continues to be the bane in the side of a lot of people. Um, it's very curious how people have reacted to it. And I'm just going to do me. And, you know, I saw a video put out by Josh Larkey from the 33rd team. And it was a very long, very strange video that didn't really seem like it articulated any particular point. It was, it was just, I don't know. It was kind of unsettling. And I just, as fantasy football people, we're supposed to comment, curate, help assist people make their own decisions. They're managers of their own teams, just like we are. Um, the idea that being right and wrong about a, an arbitrary binary list having any meaning whatsoever is ridiculous. If you think it does, it's only because you use it to prop yourself up and say, look at me. And that's okay. But that's not fantasy football. That's ranking NFL players by metrics. Okay. It's different. So when I see people get that level of tilted because of something like that, and they start talking in ad hominems and they start talking about personal attacks, I mean, this is what we do. We put out our opinions, our thoughts, and they're wrong by nature. And when you're wrong, people are going to have things to say about that. My issue is when people try to turn it back and say, I'm the victim because you're attacking me now. Don't put yourself out there. It's literally that simple. And if people are going to be upset because they're being attacked, that is your decision. You cannot go to your audience and say, don't attack me. Your opinion is invalid. The words you speak, the time you put into my effort is not worthy of feedback. It's just so, it's just weird. It's obtuse and it's weird. And it just, it just has a, it just lacks any real, just understanding. It's not grounded in what we do. And like I said, it was a very odd video. Um, you know, you guys know my take. I mean, I talk about fantasy football. I get shit wrong all the time. It doesn't matter. Like, that's not 
The point is I help people win sometimes. People make right decisions because of things that I say. Nobody goes into any given week with every player available to them, you know, to play. You know, even in DFS you're or in drafts, you're going to get limited by the people around you, variables that are uncontrollable. So I don't know. I just, it was very odd. The fantasy receipts account, honestly, they're doing the fucking Lord's work, in my opinion. I think a lot of people think that what we do is science. It's not science. This is art. Okay. Fantasy football is art. Content creation is art. Yeah, you can pull the numbers and you can tweak it and stuff like that. But the people that really bring the value are artists. You know, we, we, we color outside the lines. And if you're going to try to come in here, and just speak a projection type of mindset and then have a robotic and sort of woe is me attitude about people coming at you. My honest opinion is don't fucking say it. And at the very end of the video too, and I've kind of ran it a few minutes, but at the very end he said, you know, he, he just made several claims that were just completely baseless. Um, he said something about people. Uh, what was the very last thing he said? And I don't know if you want to use your time to go watch it, go watch it. It was just really weird. I did not think that it meant anything um, useful. And I thought it just showed, you know, my, my opinion has been the same for a long time. When you come in the fantasy space, and I've seen a, two dozen guys just like Larky, and this isn't shade, this is facts, been around. They come in, and they get that tailwind, you know, and the tailwind is the same for everybody, basically. It's some combination of DLF, Fantasy Pros, and Roto Underworld, Okay. If you can hit that shitstorm somehow, you can go from being me, a guy in a basement, to literally, you know, you're not even a content creator anymore. You're like managing a company. And I can understand how you can get lost there. I do. As somebody, again, who I've watched a dozen guys go through this cycle. I was around before Larky was here doing fantasy content. I get it. I know what he's going through to a degree. Not at that scale, but it, it's whatever. But... I, the way he chose to to speak to the people just didn't sit right with me. As somebody who's been here for you know now four or five years doing my own thing, like I talk about making it, if somebody else is signing your checks, you ain't made it. That's my opinion. You know what I'm saying? I don't care who you work for. I don't care how big you grow somebody else's company. That's just my that's my opinion. So I kind of took personal offense to it. Because I thought it was really not the right way to treat our audience. You guys can say whatever the fuck you want about me. I don't give a fuck. I'm happy you're here. You know what I mean? I'm happy you care. Rooting for me or against me? I'm just glad you're out here supporting. You know what I'm saying? So don't take things so personally would be my words of wisdom to people. Um, Mr. Larky, two days before that, tweeted out, I would love somebody to be my mentor. Went into his comments, said, are you coachable? Why should somebody be your mentor? He didn't respond. So, I don't know. Interesting guy. Odd cat. Um, but again, as somebody who's been here for a while, I feel like I have the right to speak on this from the heart. As somebody who who does this for real. And, you know, there was no tailwind. There is no tailwind. There's just the work. So, there's that. Um, big fantasy news. None really to speak of per se but i will say we do have a good slate of underdog games which i'll go ahead and just pull up now that's what you're here for um let's get them up 
And like I said, this week I did something I haven't done in a while, and I went through and actually put in my rankings. I heard the guys on Badge Bros. I don't know if you guys follow them or not. They were talking about the kind of the importance of putting in your rankings. And one thing they talked about was, you know, you're either going to live by the sword or die by the sword with Josh Allen this week. And uh, I think if you get the 101, you just have to go Allen, no matter if it's a small slate or if you're doing a, a battle royale. I think you have to go Josh Allen. The The points per game differential, yeah, his last, last week was low, but that was like his worst game of the season, I'm pretty sure. 19 points. I mean, give me a break. 26 the week before that, 36 the week before that. You, It's not easy to make up four or five extra points, let alone the fact that he can bring you into that 10 extra points compared to value over replacement. So he's a, he's a guy I'm definitely in on this week off the number one cuff. Uh, Tyreek Hill continues to just impress. He has like 900-something yards. The next best guy is like 700-something. He's my number two guy. Um, See, I put in my rankings this week. Let's go out here. Uh, One thing I will talk to you all about and something I've been thinking about a lot with Underdog and the guys on Badge Bros are talking about this too, and I think it's a a meaningful conversation, is the payout structure for tournaments. Um, I've done hundreds of tournament drafts, hundreds. I have never got to the, you know, the four figures, you know, I've gotten several hundred dollar, multi hundred dollar payouts gotten very high, but because it's so top heavy, you really have to hit the the nuts to really do anything. And they made a good point that if you do hit those nuts, there's no reason to keep dumping that money back in. You're going to pull it out. And I was like, that's right. And I've, and I've kind of made a decision personally, and I'm interested in people listening to podcasts, watching the show, have the same feeling. It's almost like poker back in the day where I feel like my, my buddies in college that played poker, they would get eight screens up and they would all be playing small, small blinds, you know, small buy-in, but they'd have 20, 30 of them going and they would never do tournaments almost ever. And they would rake it in. So I've been kind of playing on underdog last couple of weeks, comparing my tournament, you know, how my tournament drafts are turning out on average versus when I go into just a regular pool it's a lot better of a return on dollar for me. I have found to just sit at the small tables. That being said, we will jump into the battle royale this week. Actually, let's take see if I can pull. Well, we'll go ahead and jump into the battle royale because we know that'll be full. Like that is one of the advantages. You do sometimes have to sit in those lobbies for those other drafts. Um, and that can be kind of tedious. Let's go ahead and just jump into this, see how my rankings shake out, and then I'll pull up the rankings from or how we did last week and uh, kind of go over those <clears throat> in the Battle Royale. We did win a little money in Battle Royale last week, but again, it's, you know, whenever you're putting $5 up and you're winning 6 and $7, that's not great. You know what I mean? I would rather put up 3 and $5 and then have a chance to win 15 if I win the whole thing. And my field of opponents is only three people. Three people can make a lot more mistakes, you know, than 50,000 people have the chance to make the right move. Does that make sense? So my my thesis on underdog has been changing. That being said, I will throw a $5 team or two or three into every Battle Royale, but I've moved away from drafting a lot of Battle Royales. Just letting you guys know. So we are in the four spot. <clears throat> Check it out. We got another uh, Hound Dog up here, another Badge Bro. He's got the helmet. We got the nose. Loving that. A couple of headbands in here. Got another helmet dog in here. But... um. At the four spot, you know, I I think these guys will probably keep it pretty chalky, too. I imagine we'll be looking at either Stefan Diggs or Cooper Cup. Uh, interesting, Cooper Cup's ADP is kind of low, all things considered, I think. Um, you know what I mean? Just considering that uh, 
he is the top dog still or whatever should be kind of considered the top dog in my opinion at wide receiver not really Tyreek is but he just gets so many targets anyway Josh Allen goes first we knew that was going to happen goes Eckler um Eckler being so high above ETNs I don't know if I agree with that I think Dalvin Cook is the real value on this slate quietly had a couple of good weeks here 27 35 this last week Eh, not great but you did see some really nice runs from Dalvin Cook this last week all right we are on the clock Tyreek Hill is still available, so I will take him. He is the top guy in my rankings. I already know that without looking. Let's see who Lurch takes here at the five spot. Waddle. See, there we go. People are in, you know, in Miami, they're running them like a Ferrari down there. You know what I mean? I mean, they're fast. They're sleek. You know, it's like Will Smith 20 years ago. All right, man. Okay, so we're at an interesting spot here. I'm going to go Cooper Cup. I'm just going to take the targets. Um, hasn't had any a massive, massive, massive game the last few weeks, but <clears throat> still just going to take that value in the second round. You know, a guy who consistently has gone to the number one spot. Um, what's up, fellas in the stream? Tarzanex, what's up, what's up? Jay Wiz, what's up, what's up? Jay, hi, loving the stream. Uh, my team, Kirk, RBs. Eckler, Henry, should I do PPR sequence leave? All right. I'm going to answer this after I, I finish this draft. <laughs> How's that? Is that fair? I feel like that's fair. And guys, scouts, do me a favor. Jump in an underdog draft. You know, the more people that sign up for underdog, I mean, then we can play against each other. Then, you know, instead of, you know, just giving all our money to these other guys randomly, we can, you know, I can just take all y'all's money. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I do like doing drafts with, uh, with buddies though four six eight a lot of my offseason drafts a lot of those were like that honestly and again i've said this before you know the channel it's right here above me best ball idp dynasty that's what we focus on here that is what our content is going to be focused on going forward that's what it has been in the past idp army has been our centric you know sort of our centralized niche or if you want to call it oh opportunity to just go ahead and stack to it here i will take it um and we've we've you know those are the things that we care about. Those are the types of fantasy football we like playing. Um, I think most people do too. Redraft, the ballers own that whole market. I'm out. Take it. <laughs> Yahoo, you can have it too. Me, you know, we like best ball. We like IDP and we like dynasty. Ooh, something big did happen today too. After I make our next pick, I will talk about it. But I wonder, did anyone see the sleeper update roll out this morning? Anyone? Anyone? All right, so... Take a peek at running back. Ramondre Stevenson is getting a lot of love. I'm still not buying it. I think I'm going to go Chris Goblin here. Look at these target numbers, 11, 13, 12. Um, just give them to me here in the fourth round. No sweat. Easy decision, honestly. So, so far, our team through four rounds is Tua, Tyreek, uh, Cooper, and Chris Godwin. Half-point PPR. That sounds like a good good setup to me. Um wouldn't mind getting a hold of uh, Jamal Williams on the comeback here or uh, or Leonard Fournette. Okay, so the rollout on Sleeper this morning, I don't know if anyone saw it, came through mine this morning, is they now have a feature just like this where you can do drafts, a uh, daily draft uh, for the upcoming week. You can wager as low as a dollar. From what I saw, it looks like their their draft rooms are eight. Uh, eight, eight people though uh so i guess that the prizes are that keeps the leagues small 
you know, but it keeps the prizes uh, able to have the payout a little bit higher, I guess, maybe um, instead of doing four, six, et cetera. And I'm sure they'll expand, add more features. This is going to be a major. And the thing that's crazy about the sleeper thing, I say this while I'm talking about underdog sleeper on like underdog isn't having to go out and like get people to come to their platform. They're already the number one spot for dynasty, right? The number one spot for IDP, right? You know what I'm saying? Like they're rolling out best ball. So they don't have the customer acquisition uh, pro uh, problems, but things. Man, Ramondre Stevenson is still there. I'm not doing it. I tell you all this every week. I don't fuck with Patriots. I don't care. I will take Leonard Fournette and his inefficient ass. I don't care. Just won't do it. Even if it costs me all the money in the world. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think that's going to be a May. We're going to see a paradigm shift. And we see this every year in fantasy football. There are paradigm shifts in fantasy organizations, in platforms, in content, in the theories of how people even play fantasy. Did the clock go up? Did they give me 45 seconds? Is that normal? I thought the normal was 30 seconds. That feels odd to me. And why are they asking me if I want a running back? I thought I already had a running back. What is going on right now? All right, I'm going to take Tyler Higby. Honestly, no, I'm not. I'm going to take Zach Ertz, even though he's been extremely, like, missed my pick. What are we talking about? All right, what's going on here? Why were they Why would they even let me look at the running backs? I don't know. Their interface was acting goofy. Threw me off. Cost me a lot of money. But like I was saying, um, we're going to see a big shift. We always see big shifts in the fantasy space uh, year to year. Um, ooh, that's not a bad looking view. That don't look bad at all. Do it. Should we do another one? Um, now nah, we'll do another one. Like I said, I, I kind of just, you know, I want to focus on the podcast as well as the YouTube channel. I want to curate this feed a little bit. Um, so I, I will be talking, you know, more just talking about, you know, my journey through the fantasy space and stuff like that. Um, oh, what's info? I'm laughing because you being undefeated and BDG is probably driving Nick crazy on the low. Ha. Huh? I hope so. Like I said, like, <laughs> Uh, I hope he wakes up at night in cold sweats, screaming, hoping that I don't win. <laughs> because I'm like one of the people that actually gives a fuck. But I mean, on the flip side of that, like, um, maybe he would like that. Maybe he's like, all right, this guy gives a fuck. Like, he's not only is he like doing all the right things, he's actually succeeding. Like, you know, he's winning. He's creating content around the bash. He gives a fuck about the bash, you know. And I still want my second team is out of the playoffs, but I only need like one more win. And I might have two teams going into the actual bash, y'all. So that's double trouble. Your man's for real. All right. Um, let me pull this out of here. I'll answer these questions that are in here real fast. And then I'll give you guys a little bit more of my take on the sleeper best ball thing. But uh, just come Captain Joe King says, hi, loving all caps, the stream. My QB, uh, Kirk Cousins, RB's Eckler, Henry, wide receivers, Devontae Adams, D-Hop, Kadarius Tony, Tidy and Taysom Hill. I have the option of trading D-Hop for Chubb. Should I do it? PPR, 6-2 and two in the league, and it's a 10-man league. Ooh, that's interesting. So you could trade D-Hop for Chubb. Uh, you have it's full PPR. You have Devontae and Tony. That's kind of scary. I won't lie to you. That's a little bit scary, and you've probably been holding on to D-Hop for a while, and you just got him back. 
So here's the thing. The guy who trades you, Nick Chubb, he's had Nick Chubb all season. Great. He's got all those points. And now he's going to get all the DeAndre Hopkins points, too. So you got to think about that a little bit. Um, off the cuff, I'd probably tell him get wrecked because I got Eckler and uh, Henry. Swift and Ken or Ken Walker, PPR rest of the season. Ken Walker, Swift is glass. We've known he's glass. That's what he is. Sorry, I know we can't say that in the offseason. We can't talk about things that can't be put in the spreadsheets and talk about them as meaningful variables of fantasy, but they are. Ah. All right. Infinite possibilities. Shit. I have a waiver in for Ronnie Rivers, RB, cornerback Miles Hartsfield, tight end Chris Myrick. What the heck? Tanner Hudson, cornerback Michael Jackson, and CB Zion McCollin. Am I wasting my time on these guys? Yeah, I mean, unless you're – it sounds like it. I don't know who you guys are. How deep – is this your 32-man 16-team 32 league? This That's that crazy league you're in, right? It's you. So I know one – a couple – I think it's your league, the one that's nuts like that. Sounds like it. So, um, But anyway, like I was going to say, my final little bit here is – with Sleeper coming into the best ball game, you're going to see it change. Uh, fantasy football is changing. I think we're. I, I, I think redraft is going to eventually just disappear. Personally, I think it will. Um, as far as you know, eventually, it may stay a very high overall, but I think it's going to go away with best ball because people love the draft, the draft day experience, just doing a draft, putting drafts together, planning around a draft. That's one of the most fun parts of fantasy. Um, roster management is fun too, but you can only do that for a few weeks of the season. And when you do that with a lot of redraft leagues, it can get very tough to manage. So we're going to see a big, big shift to best ball content overall, I think, because it allows people to play in more leagues and it takes a lot of the guesswork out of it. A lot of the nitty gritty, a lot of the stuff that the, a lot of the stuff that the people that are salty right now, this time of the year, don't like to do because then you know in the summertime you can have a take and you can build a fancy word palace around it and then no one can blow it over except a bigger account with bigger numbers because there's no actual variables moving or changing to prove you right or wrong all there is is how strong you can build your argument in season when people are like do i start this guy or start this guy and that's it that's the question and in six hours i'm gonna be back here i'm gonna let you know about yourself that gets a little hairy okay people don't like to do that Best ball is going to give the whole industry an out in a way, which is fucked up, but it's true. It's going to give everybody an out. It's going to let the word palace guys do their thing, but it's also going to let the fantasy people like us, you know, people who are actually grinding out here doing it. We're going to be able to put in a lot more work. You know what I mean? I'm not going to leave the, the start sit seat streets. Okay. I'm not going to leave the best ball dynasty streets or the, you know, redraft streets and dynasty streets exclusively, but um, you know, those things are, the industry is evolving. That's the main thing. So um, if you're listening to this on the, the new best ball fantasy sports feed, um, we appreciate that. The dynasty tailgate is also on here uh, covering the NFL drafts and all that. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast link below, subscribe to the channel, thumbs up the video. And if for whatever reason, Josh Larkey sees this and he gets mad about it, my guy, I'm, I'm not hating on you. I'm just sharing my opinion. Like you shared your opinion. Um, you know, in the industry is not going away. All right. So if you think people are going to change, you got something else coming, my guy. All right. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs>